Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story. uh, Is this another setup? Are we about to get another kind of Alex Jones type setup that he lands on top, but people like me get taken to us, get taken down from WordPress? What's, what's, What's the word, Bink? That crossed my mind as soon as I saw the Joe Rogan story where he was talking about the drug that must not be named. I'm not going to say the name of it. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> when he was saying it, I was like, if I say that, right. anybody else says that, they're getting kicked off. It's like so, the picture I posted. It's just, uh, it's like some kind of beacon. Yeah, they could very well <laughs> be setting people up with this one. But on top of that, this story is perhaps one of the most clear illustrations of the news's willingness to blatantly lie without shame to the point of if you don't recognize it, then your brain is completely captured. You have been fully surrounded and captured by the propaganda, almost to the point where where your mind might be lost, where some other entity has just completely taken over your mind and body because it could not be more obvious that they're lying in the way they reported about this. There, I, I would, I may even start thinking like the way years ago you and I talked about how, why does CNN and the Wall Street Journal and stuff not like defend their their news with evidence and sourcing when they can? Like there was a clearly, like they were trying to get us used to not making those kinds of demands. So I feel like maybe they're really... Like they're taking it to a new level of not even requiring that it's logical. Like all the vaccine stuff is so circular and people won't like, I mean, I have a story for you after you finish, but like it's people aren't, they, they are trying to exercise or excise the critical reasoning element out of all of the uh, propaganda consumption. And They could also be what you mentioned earlier, provoking people to talk about it who aren't Joe Rogan because of how blatant their lies are, which could then end up with them being booted off of Spotify through the provocation. Is that kind of gaslighting? Everything is gaslighting. I I don't know. (laughs) Yes. That term is so confusing. Yes. Let me tell you about how CNN covered this. So what what exactly happened? I'm sorry. I kind of like jumped the gun into the middle. Joe Rogan posted a video to social media yesterday saying that he got COVID and that he threw the kitchen sink at it when it comes to trying to treat it. Not going to say the stuff that he took, but he took everybody's favorite horse drug, which is not really... Horse drug, it actually is on the list of the World Health Organization's most essential drugs of all time because of how safe it is and how it can be used to help so many people. Really? It was actually called a wonder drug back in 2005. Wow. Nobody it's an anti-parasitic, that. right? Yeah. And so he said after saying the drugs that he took, he said it's been three days now and that he feels better. And that he actually feels effing great. So that's what he said towards the end of the video. Fast forward to CNN reporting on this. Anderson Cooper sets up the segment saying that Joe Rogan got COVID. Doesn't mention that Joe Rogan's vaccinated. 
Doesn't bring that up. No way. Yeah. You didn't know wow. he was vaccinated or no way he didn't mention it. I just didn't I, I just didn't connect that his like he's doing a, a like a psyop where he gets COVID and I just didn't draw the line like he already did the thing where he said, like, if I were young and healthy, I wouldn't get the vaccine. And then he went and got the vaccine. Right. Wasn't that like the, his last psyop? I saw him talking about getting it. But, yes, yeah, saying that. If you're young and healthy, you don't need to get it. But, yeah. they, you know, he's it's interesting because they would have been talking the entire time about how he's not vaccinated if he weren't right. vaccinated. But they just don't Except mention for, that part. They don't do that for LeBron, LeBron James, who yeah. may I'm not I'm still be not certain on that one. So they don't mention that. But what he does mention is he says that the drugs that Joe Rogan took are horse dewormers. They just they describe it in the most disgusting way horse dewormers controversial drugs that the fda and the cdc says aren't designed or or aren't effective in treating covid and then he plays rogan's clip to illustrate his point and then he cuts the clip off after rogan lists the drugs that he took before rogan says that he's feeling better and feeling effing great and then he re-emphasizes again the cdc says that that drug doesn't work at all it's a horse dewormer and people on the far right are spreading misinformation about it on social media and then cooper brings on cnn's resident potato brian stelter (laughs) and he asks stelter Just think about this for a second. He asked Stelter, what is Rogan saying about his condition now? He just played a video in which Rogan says what his condition is, but Cooper cut the video short before (laughs) Rogan said it, and then he asked Stelter to say it instead. This is narrative warfare in action. If you're a CNN viewer and you actually like CNN, this should really upset you because they are not allowing you to hear what Rogan himself said about his condition. Instead, they're having Brian Stelter come inject the meaning of what he is going to say Rogan says about his condition because they don't want their viewers to come to that meaning on their own by listening to Rogan themselves. I mean, this is right out of the narrative warfare book. Here is what Stelter said about Rogan's condition. He said that let me find, I want to find the exact quote here. Okay. Yeah, Stelter's response. He says, Rogan is trying to portray this as if he's doing better now because of this cocktail of drugs and meds he's taken. He's trying to portray this as though he's doing better. But implying, he's actually dead, right? Implying that he's lying. Yeah, implying that for some reason Joe Rogan got COVID, took a bunch of drugs and said, you know what? I'm going to make a video and lie about feeling better. That, because really, the, I'm dead. Right. Because that is kind of like if he were actually not feeling better, he'd be on a ventilator. They put people on ventilators left and point. right. It's a great point. And then Stelter emphasizes that those he goes, some of those drugs that Rogan took are under emergency use authorization, which he says <laughs> as though it's a terrible thing. I was like, wait a minute. That's a bad yeah, one thing of the now? drugs that he took that was under emergency use authorization was the a vaccine. vaccine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then he goes, the others, the other drugs are discouraged by the CDC and the FDA. And then again, he emphasized that Rogan took a horse dewormer farm medicine. Crazy. And then he concluded with, by referencing how dangerous this behavior is and how inc- it's encouraging his millions of listeners to, he says, we have this horse dewormer medicine that misinformation is convincing some people in this crazed environment to actually want to try. And then his final quote is, that's the upside down world we live in. 
<laughs> yes, it is. I agree with yes, that part. It is. So I had an occasion to rub elbows with a nurse yesterday, and I happened to mention that I had COVID. Like I totally should never have said that. I don't know why it was irrelevant. I just fucking whatever mentioned it. I don't know. She said, Well, did you get the vaccine? And I said, Well, I didn't get the vaccine because I have the antibodies. And She's like, you need to get the the vaccine. Even healthy people are getting illness. And I said, well, but I have the antibody. She says, even if you had COVID, you can get the illness. I said, well, there's breakthrough in the vaccinations. You need to look into this. And I said, but I said, well, have you looked into it? Have you looked into what's happening in Israel? Because like now I'm actually seriously concerned about what was in the FDA approval letter for Pfizer, which was a longer term study on vaccine enhanced respiratory disease. Like I'm genuinely concerned about that with the Pfizer thing anyway. And she just, I, I literally, I mean, like, I had an emotional flashback to the first R-rated movie I ever snuck into in my life, which was a movie called Scanners, where people's heads explode. Like, I'm talking to her, and I thought her head was going to explode. And I was like, you could see, she, I, I mean, I, I could almost see the thought march behind her eyes that she wishes, she hopes I die. Like, that's what I felt. Like, I felt this malevolence emanating from her that she hopes I die. And I I thought, like, this chick, like, this thing is such a war that, like, just exactly like a war that she, in her mind, I think she was thinking, like, she had just discovered a Nazi spy living in America. And if you go back to World War One, World War II, um, uh, when else am I thinking there's an, an, oh, the civil war. Like if you were, if you were a, a, a war objector, if you objected to the war, you were absolutely considered a spy or a traitor or a sympathizer. They would put journalists in jail in the civil war. I mean, when you look back at like, there were all these German spies, I'm like, I don't think they were German spies. I think they were absolutely un, you know, they didn't do anything. There was nothing proven, but, but their neighbors would report them as German spies because they would say something like, I object to the war. That's yeah. how I felt with her. Like she was, I, I mean, almost wanted to, she, I, I was like wondering if she was going to write down my license plate number, you know, and just to turn me in. I've seen some of that too with some doctors I've interacted with, not all of them. And there's also these protests today that's trending on Twitter. I haven't dove into it too much, but it's a bunch of healthcare workers that are protesting the mandates. Really? Yeah, well, she. I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, a lot of healthcare workers know, like they know, like dig into it. They know how to read the research. Someone just sent to me a healthcare worker said she'd chosen Moderna over Pfizer because she wanted to keep her job. She wanted to take Pfizer because she had read that a lot of the people in the trial had dropped out of the trial. And I have to verify that, but that would answer the question as to why, because, you know, I've read the trials how many times over and over again, that would explain why the side effects were not registering in the trials. If people just drop out without seeing it through, they might not have to report the side effects. So I just, I don't know how she got that information. Actually, if she's listening, she needs to send me the link to that. But uh, but a lot of the healthcare workers are doing their homework on it or are seeing people because when, yeah, like they will, they will ask you on, under when there are certain side effects that the vaccine is known to cause, they will ask you if you have gotten the vaccine. Like I know there are cosmetic procedures and other things like that where they'll say, like, did you get the vaccine? So they know that there are problems. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would think that with those healthcare workers protesting that that would be a sign that it is not 
evil to question it when the people on the front lines this are chick, actually I'm telling you, she it. had natural person derangement syndrome. Like she just couldn't handle the the logic. Like I just was like, did you do, you know, she's telling me, I was like, I did. I did the research. I was like, I don't, what are you talking about? But she, I asked her, yeah. I asked her point blank if she was aware of what was happening in Israel. And she just, I mean, I'm pretty sure she exploded. What's really sick about a lot of this, it sounds like, it sounds like she had a breakdown I mean, because, mentally. Because the thing is, that I was saying the vaccines like are, can make you worse. I didn't even tell her that I, I think I got the damn thing from someone who was vaccinated. Like, doesn't that make your head explode? Like, this is what I'm saying. It's just circular and they can't get out of it. It's crazy. Totally. What's disturbing about it to me is if those journalists were truly trying to get to the bottom of something with the Joe Rogan thing, then they wouldn't have just been pretending that what he said he didn't say they would say he says he's better it's been three days he said he took this cocktail of medication and he feels great is it due to the medications he took or is it something some other cause why does he feel better and how can we replicate this that's what they would be investigating not trying to just cram lies down your throat and confuse people right and that's what i want to know i want to know how you really get it like how like i was drinking tonic water did that really make me feel better i don't know could have just been a coincidence like if everybody gets over it 14 days in then there you go but like they won't they they don't want you to know the real data anyway there's i mean obviously like this is i hate to talk about that stuff every day but every day it's in my face i don't know about everybody else everywhere else but this is just this place is cracked up it's in everybody's face if their face is facing their television screens or their. That you know. is what I thought. I like almost said to her, "Man, you have got to like cut back on the media consumption. Seriously, like, you're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> you know, because you know it was just media. She wasn't actually doing research. Yeah. Ah. Well, the other story that's been dominating the news has been the Afghanistan story, the Taliban takeover, and everybody getting rushed out of there. Many people mm-hmm. being brought to America. Well, when that story first broke, I speculated that it would be woven together the storyline with a storyline about domestic terrorism partnering with international Absolutely. terrorism and the no Taliban. Doubt. And that came true last night. I mean, it already was a little bit before then, but last night it really over the top and again today. So CNN reported last night that these white supremacists are praising the Taliban takeover in Afghanistan and that this is concerning to officials at the Department of Defense. This is what I mean, what's going on here is they're taking this narrative. The reason that I expected this is because Biden's administration made it clear from day one that the top threat, the priority was domestic terrorism and all of their efforts were going towards that. And we have seen this ever since January 6th. We've seen the FBI going around the country. There's a full fledged effort to target domestic terror and the people they classify as it. So when I see the story. It's not just going to switch to the predominant narrative being international terror. The international terror thing is going to be roped in to further the domestic terror thing. They can both work work in conjunction, but the dominant theme remaining domestic terror. And here's here's how they did it. Cooper starts to show off last night saying that there's breaking news that a Homeland Security official has expressed concern in a phone call with state and local government officials that white supremacist and violent anti-government extremists are now openly identifying with the Taliban and even citing them as a model for how to launch a new civil war here in the United States. What the fuck? 
I know it's extraordinary. And they said that the officer said that these groups could be inspired to attempt the same model that the Afghan that the Taliban used in Afghanistan to defeat the U.S. government, the more powerful U.S. government here, and that it could incite a bunch of people who were at the Capitol on January sixth to use to do another insurrection using these Taliban like tactics. And then they talked about how they're gathering information on a was it signal on telegram from the Proud Boys. How many times have they openly talked about gathering information on that platform from the Proud Boys? I've heard it like a dozen times. I would think that the Proud Boys wouldn't be using that platform <laughs> to spread secret uh, secret well, you information. Know the Proud Boys like anymore. I think- there's definitely something a little weird about yeah. that origin story there. It really is strange. So what they what the FBI says they're concerned with, they're concerned that these groups are going to be, like I said, inspired by the Taliban, and they're concerned that these groups are going to target the Afghan refugees. Oh, my God. So a common enemy with the Taliban the refugees and the United States government, and then they blame social media misinformation and conspiracy theories that are allowed to be online as the reason for this radicalization that has existed. And at one point, they called these radicalized members of the right wing vanilla ISIS, kind of jokingly, they said. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. And who is in this group? Of potential domestic terrorists. It's going to be the Proud Boys, obviously. It's going to be people who call themselves patriots, which they brought that up specifically. People who were at the Capitol on January 6th, people who spread conspiracy theories, people who question the election, people who question the vaccine. These are the groups of people that are going to rope into this. Where could this go next now that we see it tying together? If they're going to model themselves after the Taliban, hypothetically, what would they do? They would attempt to contact members of the Taliban and ask them how they did it. How did you do it and how can we apply your model here in the United States? Would you train us? Maybe one of them goes over there. Maybe one of them comes here. We see a cooperation, them working together. They have a common enemy. That's where this is going. I guarantee it. What about that? You gave me this link many times. I'm sure I could dig it up if I absolutely had to, but it would take a long time. Remember when the, I think it was MI6 or it was either British intelligence, I think it was British intelligence, made YouTube videos recruiting for ISIS. And then when they were caught, they said that it was so that they could track the people who watched the videos. And then when they actually tracked down the people who put the videos up, the, the group in charge of that, they said that there was no tracking. They yeah. just yeah. posted ISIS <laughs> recruitment videos. Exactly. Yeah, I do. That was that. that. And yeah. then they just let it let it like, you know, run wild in the Digiverse. Absolutely. One other quick point on this. I could see this spurring similar storylines in France and Germany wherever in Australia, wherever people are protesting lockdowns, when they classify these people as far right wing Trump like people in other countries. And what this would create is a worldwide global network of white supremacist terrorists that would then be eligible to be put on the UN and the EU's terror watch list, which would open the door for a global effort to fight white nationalist terror. Yep, I think that just another reason for world government, for coordination, for something I want to talk about as the last big story of the Free 30, which is going to be 
this surveillance law that Australia passed. These are the kind of things that are getting done that take away your kind of fundamental legal protections because they have scary enough things that they say they're preventing. That's why I've always said that. Don't I, you don't have to believe me that these things are false flags. Just stand firm on your rights. And if you're going to give up your rights because they say words that are scary, well, then you have to look in to see if those scary things are really true. But my way is a lot easier and a lot more effective. But I'll tell you how they're obviously not doing it my way in Australia. Yes, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Australia seems to be the canary in the coal mine right now. And if we have time in the free 30, let's also talk about the Texas abortion law. Otherwise, we can do that in the patron 15. Does that work for you? Yeah, that works for me. Should we skip right to the shout-out? Right to the final sponsors? final story of the free 30? All right. Well, the final st- before yes. we get to the final story okay. <laughs> of the free 30, which, as Monica just said, it's going to be about that new law, that <laughs> online surveillance she's going to tell you about. I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the patron 15, which is how the emperor literally has no clothes. And yes, they are very expensive. And four functions of military deception. And, of course, a big thank you to the sponsor of today's show, Drom, a new values-based dating app. Dating apps are challenging, to say the least, sometimes. You could fake a picture. The picture could be really old, a lot of, mis- a lot of lying, miscommunication. N- not really easy to match with someone who vibes with you until now. Drom is a free new values-based and video-based dating app where you pick your deal breakers and deal makers. They can be deal breakers in politics, religion, or any other category that you value most. As soon as someone matches your deal breakers and deal makers and you match theirs, you'll get a notification. Check it out by signing up for free at drom.date. Slash prop report. That's D-R-O-M dot date slash prop report. Open that in your browser on your phone and then download the app on your phone and it will ask you to put in a code to enter and that code is prop report. P-R-O-P-R-E-P-R-O-P. I think this is a fantastic idea. A good way to cut out that first date like interview thing and just kind of really match with people that you vibe with right away. I actually think that the best way to match is values. I mean, that's what they say is the downfall of civilization when people have different values. Well, people often don't find out what the other person's values are until they've been dating for a couple of months and they kind of start to come out. And I think most people, like I think what's clever about this idea is that I think most people don't realize like there are deal makers and deal breakers. Like most of your values, you're kind of like, well, I don't need the other person to hold that exact value. That's totally fine, time management or whatever. But there are some things that it's like, look, if you if you think there should be whatever vaccine mandates and vaccine passports, like I don't think that I think we have a fundamentally different view about what it means to be like a free person and it's never going to work. And I just I don't even want to go down that road. But like if you whatever night owl. I probably can work around that, you know? <laughs> right. If one person is... So it wouldn't be a deal breaker. Like, that's what I like. You don't have to check yeah. every category. Yeah, right. If some one person believes in individual liberty and, and another person thinks that everything is racist, you're not going to match. And you want to know that up front. Right. And then if you 
are a night owl and you don't care if the other person is or not, but you don't want people who are going to hold that against you. You write that you are, but you don't, you don't write that you need the other person to be. It's like, it's very, it's so simple and easy to fill out. I love it. It's a cool like, idea. Cool. I like it. I'm telling you, I want them to do it for just friendship uh, <laughs> like yeah. in fucking places like this. <laughs> also, if you have not yet, Check us out on rockfin.com where we do deep dive video podcast where we expose or pull back the curtain on the plans that the people at the top or the people in control pulling the strings are making. They're laying their strategies, their evil plans, and we deconstruct those plans and then we often see what they say come out of Biden's mouth verbatim in the following weeks. Rockfin, rockfin.com slash propaganda report. It is an emerging video platform where for $9.99 a month, you get not only access to all of our premium content, you get access to all of the premium content on the platform. Content from creators like Sam Tripoli, Whitney Webb, The Mad Ones, Jimmy Dore. Content that you are not going to get on YouTube because YouTube does not allow it anymore. We get protection behind that price wall. We're not going to get censored there. That's why it's a great platform. You should check it out. And we're releasing our latest video today where we deconstructed some more of the Center for Countering Digital Hate. It's a tricky name where they are outlining their propaganda strategy, their pro-vax propaganda strategy. They are responsible for a lot of the propaganda we're seeing right now. And we pull the curtain back on what they're going to be doing next. And I have a short clip to play for you from that show. I've said before that it's the economics that really matter. We need to have better forensic understanding of the economics of these platforms and how, for example, Google, which has somehow managed to get away with positioning itself as being the great counter-violent extremism funder for most of civil society. Most organizations like mine take money from Facebook or Google. And yet Google is the single biggest funder of misinformation on this planet agree well, obviously because they're funding you <laughs> yeah that's definitely like that's the only thing he's ever said i've agreed with i mean notice how he just slips that in there he sandwiches that you know he puts Ooh. that in the middle of him just bashing this group that's funding him facebook and <laughs> google fund him and that was imrad ahmed from the ccdh a very very authorita- authoritarian organization so check us out at Rockfin, rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Sign up through our channel. Now on to the final story of the Free 30. Which is the Australian government passed a controversial online surveillance bill. And there's a lot of alternative media covering it, Natural News, Epoch Times, etc. Uh, and but it quotes the the actual legislation so it's totally valid but it's just funny that the mainstream media will not cover it it's called the surveillance legislation amendment identify and disrupt bill 2020 and it's gone all the way through legislators just awaiting royal assent so i guess this is just more evidence that australia is just a you know a member of it's under the queen i think people don't realize that necessarily she can she could actually replace the prime minister and stuff. I think she's done that. The anyway. Queen of England. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it says the new legislation expands the power of law enforcement agencies, notably the Australian Federal Police and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission. So I guess that's like the FBI and the CIA in three distinct ways. First, both agencies now have, quote, data disruption power. 
That means they can modify or delete the online data of suspected offenders. So all they have to do is suspect you, which of course means all they have to do is say they suspect you, even if they don't actually suspect you. That is what all of these safeguards are for, is, is to prevent abuse of power. So, and it's funny because the other day there was a, a an article in the newspaper. My son said, and he read me the headline and it said, U.S. drone strikes Afghan Kabul bombing suspects. And he said, so we, we assassinate, you know, we give the death penalty to suspects now? Like, they're just suspects, right? And, like, who's even to say that they're not, like, the guy who slept with your wife? Yeah, that's so, a great point. Right. So, the second thing was a uh, network activity warrant, which gives those two entities, the, their version of the FBI and the CIA, I think, the authority to monitor the online accounts and activities of suspected offenders to collect more information for an investigation. So that's just like a wiretap, but I don't think you need the actual evidence for that. Certainly not the way you're supposed to do it here, and they don't. The third is an account takeover warrant. This one's pretty radical. Listen to this one. It this grants- one's pretty radical. The first two were pretty radical. Yeah, yeah. No, this one is really, think about this one. Get your mind around this one. I and mean, this is a propaganda tool if they use it that way. It grants the law enforcement agencies the power to take control of a suspected offender's online accounts. So they can... Like they could get into my account and start tweeting things, right? Yeah, and then blame it on you. Blame it on me or mislead people who trust me. They could use it for, they could use it for who? Maybe they could use it for 10 years. Maybe they could set up a case against me and it would never come out like Ross Ulbricht. It would never come out that the people who were investigating his case were actually went to jail for malfeasance in his case. And, uh, and here's the other thing. So anyone who, they can ask anyone to help them and that those people will be instantly protected from civil liability. However, anyone who refuses to assist them or supply them with information they ask for can face up to 10 years in prison. So this is a hostage situation, basically. It's just, it sounds to me like they have carte blanche to take over your accounts, to suspend your accounts, to enlist your help. They have no obligation to prove their case or go before a judge. And this is a mob. There's, yeah, and there's no, no safeguard to keep them from political persecution. I mean, this is the whole basis of our Bill of Rights, and they have the kind of similar principles, right? So there was a, president of the law council, a Dr. Jacoba Brash, who said that these powers have the potential to cause significant loss, damage, or disruption to lawful computer users who are not suspected of any wrongdoing. So there's like dragnets that can um, scoop up people who aren't even in the suspect category. This is extraordinary. It's extreme. Australia, man, they take their guns, they lock them down, and now they ta- they're taking away all their rights. And who knows if they also have a way? Are they protesting? Do they have a First Amendment? Is anybody? People aren't allowed to go out their own house. You I know, wonder how, what the process for passing laws over there is. I'm not familiar with it. I wonder how many people had to agree. I don't know. I, I assume it's like parliamentary the way England has it because it's basically like an arm of England. And I believe with the parliament stuff, you vote with your party. So if the party kind of tells you to do it and the party's in the majority, 
You get it? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think they're just trying to push people to a breaking point? I think they're they're fine with that. I think they want this because it's just a massive expansion of power. And I feel like the Rockman video we did was kind of like this, where they were just they were saying, you know, they, that the the citizens who want things don't realize that we don't have the power, so we have to jump through hoops to get them to think that it's voluntary. And and for me, like the unspoken last sentence of that was, and of course, you know, we need to just make sure that we have these powers going forward. But until then, we need to do these back door ways to get whatever vaccine mandates or I don't know what they were talking about. Yeah, these people are power hungry dictators. And I think they have to be a little bit stupid. Like, I don't think you can have the really, really smart people because they won't just parrot the nonsense. Like when I see a lot of like people on the even on the debate stage and like I remember Michelle Bachman kind of felt like that. It was like she was she could say stupid, contradictory stuff with a straight face because she didn't really recognize the contradictions. I don't know. Like she may be smart. Like she certainly had a head of the game. I think she has Swiss citizenship and stuff. So somebody's doing something smart and for her. But I just always get the feeling that when they talk in circles like that, they just don't know what they're saying. And that's how come they can do it. Yeah, it's they probably keep them compartmentalized too with the control being from the top and a need to know basis. I read this thing yesterday, I have it in front of me right now, from this Army Support to Military Deception manual that I have that says, I thought it was interesting because we talk about this uh, quite a bit. It says, successful deception requires strict security that begins before execution with measures to deny enemy knowledge of the friendly forces intent to deceive. And here's the important part here. Successful planners apply strict need-to-know criteria to each aspect of the deception plan. Maintaining the security of the deception means limiting the number of informed planners and participants to those that are needed. They must develop and maintain access rosters and other security controls to limit exposure of the operational deception activities. Need-to-know basis, getting people to think it's their own idea is definitely more effective than getting a whole bunch of a whole bunch of people to agree to be in on the deception. Yeah, it's, it's inception, like Cam points yeah. out. It's inception. inception. It makes you think it's your own idea. Right. That was a great movie. Great movie. So, uh, okay, let's give it a wrap. We can talk about the abortion law in the Patron Fifteen, and we've got a few other things in the Patron Fifteen that I think people will find interesting. The digital. Um, clothing is, uh, just straight out of Allison McDowell, I think. So, but I have a couple of shout outs. I have one really important shout out from a good, good friend of the show. If you are somewhere in Northwest Washington state, you'll be excited to hear about this event coming up on Saturday, September 11th, hosted by a fellow prop report listener. Uh, actually more than one, the greener postures. Not greener pastures, the greener postures agora. Autonomous individuals coming together on private property to trade and share skills and resources freely. This That's is awesome. This, it's there's more to it. This is the second greener postures agora. They had a great turnout last time. If you're interested in having booth space at this event, or you would just like to attend, email greener postures greener postures not pastures postures at protonmail 
Com for more information. You can also find them on Instagram, Greener Postures Agora, located in Bellingham, Washington, September 11th from noon to 4 p.m. That seems like an awesome, awesome event. Like that is the kind of thing I would actually maybe go to or the kind of thing where if you want a propaganda, maybe if anybody goes who's a Propaganda Report listener, wear the Propaganda Report t-shirt so that you can find each other. Yeah, I love I love hearing about events like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And I just wanted to add a few things from the drum.date slash prop report app. A couple of things that I wonder, I want to know your personal, like, is this going to be a deal breaker, a deal maker? Are you going to say you are or aren't? You're going to say you want it in a match? I said, this is my question to you, Binkley, okay? Okay. So this is for our new sponsor, drum.date slash prop report. It's a values-based dating app. It looks very, very cool. We have our own little community there. So check that out. Uh, the invitation code is prop report. So go to drum.date slash prop report. Uh, okay. So here are some of the things. Would you, now this probably doesn't even apply to you, but it was one of the things that I kind of liked, but it wouldn't be a deal breaker. Free range parenting. So that's something, that, that's a category there. So like you're into that. It's for what is free-range parenting? Free-range parenting, I believe, it's actually like a person wrote a book called Free-Range Parenting, but it's basically like you kind of take a back seat and you try not to get freaked out. You let them run around. You don't overly hover. And, okay. you know, it's like, like when I was- hunters and gatherers almost. Maybe, yeah. And when I was growing up, I had to be home by dark. That's all. That's it. And I was. And I'd get in big trouble if I wasn't. Big, big trouble. But that was it. And I would be open to that idea. Yeah, it's good. So um, homeschooling is another thing on there. And that that's great. Like if you're a single parent, homeschooling, like this would be a great place to find somebody. Objectivist. Now, I am not an objectivist because that's Ayn Rand stuff. And I just feel like that's very loaded. I really don't know like that movement so well. I would, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't check objectivist, but I certainly wouldn't. That wouldn't be a deal breaker. I mean, I it's might not like a deal an objectivist. Breaker. Of course not. Of course not. I mean, everybody has their own subjective reality, but. That's not a deal breaker. For oh, me. I totally disagree with that. So I guess I am an objectivist. Well, people, nobody sees the world the same. They all see it through I their believe, own subjective lens. Yes, I do believe perception is subjective, but yeah, not that's what reality. I'm talking about. Okay. So I believe in objective reality and subjective perception. So, uh, and how about classical liberalism? Do you know, do you, are you familiar with that? That's like libertarianism. Expression? Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I'm okay That'd with that. That'd be great. Yeah, that's, that's, great. that's great. I don't even know the difference between... I'm not sure I, I would I would be able to parse out if someone said they were a libertarian or a classical liberal. Well, whenever I hear classical liberalism, I just think of Alex Jones trying to co-opt the language of the left. He's like, I'm a, I'm a liberal. I'm a classic, classic liberal. Oh, that's cute. Liberal. Yeah, very cute. You know, even... I don't know what his story is. He so wheels off that I, I almost can't believe him to be a, a witting operative anymore. And he is an operative of some kind, but that's just... He's an entertainer. Yeah. Who also reveals things from time to time and also gets people's websites taken down. With. That is true. <laughs> I, I do owe him a debt of gratitude for that. Ah, okay. Now, let's hit it, man. Let's do that. All right. 15. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra deep dive video content I was telling you about, go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and sign up there. You can also find extra content that we post every time we post a DMB at patreon.com slash propaganda report. So you can check that out as well. We will talk to y'all next time or in the patron 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.
You too. <laughs> Thank you. 